Alright, welcome to another edition of the One in a Million. I am your host, Roland Million. Today we have a very special guest and I'm very excited to have him here. We are joined by the 2009 Kurt Gowdy winner for writing, Peter Vesey. I'm not going to go through all his accolades, but if you claim to be an NBA fan and you don't know Peter, you probably don't know what a Walkman is, you never heard of The Temptations, and you live under a rock. So, Mr. Vesey, thank you for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are we doing? You don't know what an eight track is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I I have a plethora of things I want to ask you that I feel the audience would want to know. And I could think of no other person to ask. Um and don't worry, I won't do the hypotheticals because I know you don't do hypotheticals. So um I think you and John Thompson are probably the toughest interviewers. Because you're 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 straight to the point. You're not going to sugarcoat anything. So, what were some of your hardest interviews that you had to do um, when you were doing journalism? Um, yeah, there were there were a number of them. Uh, Red Holtzman was very tough really? all the time. Yeah. Until until he retired for good. Mm-hmm. And then and then. Uh, I would go out to eat with him and his wife, me and my now ex-wife, mm-hmm. and then he would the trainer and his wife, and we would go out, and uh, those were some great, some great memories. Uh, not that he would really tell his wife would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Selma Holzman, she was she was a, a beautiful lady. Yeah. She would say stuff like she had a great sense of humor. She would say. Yeah, Red and I stayed together all these years because neither one of us wanted to take the kids. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was hilarious. Then I found out they only they had one kid. Oh wow! But anyway, so so uh, so Red Red and I had had a uh, you know uh, n- not a great relationship when he coached. Yeah, um, I was tough. Everybody, um, I didn't really want to hang out with him and the rest of the writers because then it'd be off the record. Yeah. But anyway, I would show up, I would show up to the bus, show up at the bus early. So, uh, wherever we were going to the arena or to, to a practice, whatever I would, that would be hanging. I was just switched from the ABA. Mm-hmm. So he'd want to know everything I knew about the ABA. I know about this player, that player. Okay. And then what do I hear on trades and the NBA? This was 1974. Okay. 73, 74. And, um, so I would tell him, I tell him everything I knew because I was going to read anyway. Yeah, going to keep it. <laughs> it wasn't going to be soon. Yeah, and I would ask him a question. You know, Red, I want to. What do you know about this? And he goes, Peter, you know, I don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and I would have to laugh. Me, I'm, uh, I'm going to give you everything I know, but you're going to give me nothing. You, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, another another guy another guy that was very difficult was John Stockton. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what's with these white guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but he was he was impossible. He was impossible. He yeah. was uh I was around Utah a lot, obviously they had great teams mm-hmm. and NBC sent me out to Salt Lake City to do a, an extensive interview with him. Yeah. We sit down, I ask him about three four questions. He gives me nothing. Really? And I told I told my producer, turn off turn off the camera. Yeah. I said, John, my boss sent me out here from New York to Salt Lake City to do an NBC interview on you mm-hmm. for halftime of the next one. And you're giving me nothing. Yeah. I said, You gotta give me something. Yeah. You gotta give me something. And you know, he he proceeded to give me good stuff. He yeah. Proceeded to give me enough for a good for a good four minute interview on TV. Yeah. But then, you know, he's the kind of guy, he was the kind of guy, you know, I don't know if he's introverted or uh, he just didn't like the media. Yeah. I don't know. But I would pass him in the hallway. He, he would just walk right by me. He never say hello. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. You know, unlike unlike Carl Malone and and the, I mean, almost everybody. Yeah. Almost anybody that I was around, they passed them the hallway. But uh, I mean, those are two guys that stand out in my mind that were difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> um, I know that you you were born in 1943, so uh, around the same time, um, you were you were around to see the Kentucky Texas Western um, game. Um, Bobby Joe Hill, do you remember him at all? Of course, yeah, of course. I, I, I knew everybody on both teams. Oh, okay. I, I was in the army. I was in the army in '66. I was stationed in Fayetteville, North Carolina, at Fort Bragg. The Green and, Berets. Uh, I was not. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Okay, and, and I was I was on guard duty that night. Okay, all nights on guard duty. But I would sneak into the uh, into the little house that they had set up for us, and I, I watched I watched the whole game basically. Oh, and wow. uh, You know, I, I I was absolutely rooting for for uh, Texas West. Yeah, uh, I didn't know anybody personally. Yeah, but I knew a lot of the guys were from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Kentucky, you know, they were very, they were very famous, you know, yep. Pat Riley and Louis Dampier and, yeah. and the coach, Adolph Krupp. Yep. But um, I, I thought that, uh, you know, I, I thought Riley handled it fabulously then when they lost. Yeah. He's, he's handled it even better since then. Yeah. He, he yeah. He like a, a real man, like mm-hmm. a real pro. Yep. And. So I, I absolutely remember that game. Yeah. yeah, he he was a he was a phenomenal player, wasn't he? Yes, he was in college. Yeah, he was he, he? He had trouble in the pros uh, because he was a you know a bastard height. So was yeah. he an off guard? Didn't yeah, really shoot that well. Off guard was he a small forward? They, they used a lot of small forward. Really, and he, he he backed up he backed up Jim McMillan on and, and Elgin Bell. Yeah, and Elgin retired. But he, he backed up Jim McMillan on that team that won 33 straight. Oh, yeah. When McMillan replaced Elgin, who retired, I don't know, eight games yeah. of the season, something like that, um, they proceeded to win 33 in a row. Wow. With Jimmy as the starter. And then they won the championship that year. But Riley told a story at uh, Jim McMillan's funeral, which yeah. I attended in North Carolina. Okay. And Riley showed up, and so did Mac do. So did Mac do, and those those were the only pro teammates that showed up. Mm-hmm. Mac do from Buffalo, and Riley from the Lakers. Yeah, and he told a story at, at the memorial, the church forum, in which he said that um, Jim McMillan. He said he averaged maybe I don't know thirty eight minutes a game mm-hmm. on, a, on a team that was winning every night. Yeah, and then and then we would practice. Bill Sharma would have practice, and. Uh, you would think that Jim would take it easy. Yeah. You know, to you know, take it easy. Yeah. Practice. Yep. No. Really? He said Jim McMillan beat the shit out of him every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, It was a great speech. He did it off the top of his head. He didn't even know he was going to speak that night, that day. Yeah. And, uh, I, I felt I felt privileged to be there for that. I, I was pretty tight with Jim McMillan. Yeah. I spoke to him. And um, so uh, that, that was a big day for me. And one of the, you know, things, some things you just never, ever forget. Yeah. Something I can't remember, like games and yeah. stuff, years. Uh, but that that day, Riley paid me the ultimate compliment. Yeah. He said, said I knew you would be here. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And then we had lunch afterwards, yeah. sitting next week. So... You know, those things are, are lasting, yeah. everlasting, actually. Yeah. Like, when you talk about things that are lasting and things that you don't forget, you talk about Jim McMillan's passing. And I, when I was seven years old, the one player who, like, everybody, people wanted to be like Mike, but I was from Boston. So I loved Reggie Lewis. And when he passed, I, I could remember, I remember going up to my room and crying, like, for for days because I didn't understand it. I didn't know. I was like, well, is he going to come back? Like, I just didn't understand it at the time. And the question that I had is like, during that time, did you know about why the the board of um, 
commissioners decided to keep Reggie Lewis's contract on the books? No, I don't. That, yeah. That's something that, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was pretty good with him. Yeah. And his wife. And um, I'd have to look up the things I wrote at the time. But okay. I just remember that phone call. I remember reaching out. And yeah. She and I spoke afterward and stuff. I mean, things were... Things were pretty shitty, yeah. you know, yeah. at that time. And yeah, whatever. So, so I, I, I like Reggie a lot. I spent a lot of time in Boston mm-hmm. in my life because of how good the Celtics yeah. were. Yeah, he, he, he and uh, and uh, I, the two of them. Yeah, give me his name. I can't. Len Bias, the draft pick who died. Len Len Bias. Len Bias. So two guys on that team. Two guys on that team that died that would have been. Probably would have prolonged career because he wouldn't have had to do so much. Yeah, those two guys continued on, but yep. very, you know, very, very sad. You know, people people want to talk about you know what's recently happened with Udaka and you know yeah. suspension and you know. I read today the Boston Globe. Some guy wrote that this is like the worst thing that's ever happened to the Celtic organization. Are we? Are, are we kidding? kidding? Are we kidding? <laughs> That's what he wrote. That's that's. He wrote. I said, man, oh man. See, that's not knowing history. You yeah. Can't, you can't just because a guy. Yeah. I think I think Jake, you know Brown Brown said you know hey I'm you know nobody died. Yeah. So yep. You know okay you know and that was the way to look at. It. Yeah. He has died. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has terrible what happened. Uh, he got he got caught doing what you know what he was uh, doing probably. Uh, <laughs> Probably, I don't know, I want to give a number. Yeah. Off, but probably 25 to 50 head coaches have yeah. done mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. He got caught, and, um, and now he's going to pay for it. Yeah. But not not the work. Not, oh, yeah, the, the yeah. team is in turmoil. Yeah. No question. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, I, Bias I, died. I, th- I mean, I think, I think Len Bias... And and Reggie Lewis are are are, are way more impactful than you yeah. Doka. Like you still have the same team. You still have everybody on the team. They're fine. You're just gonna have a new coach. You know. Right. Like you're missing you're missing a couple guys who are injured. Yep. You know, Gallinari's out for yeah. the year. Yeah. Who has who has a Robert a Williams problem at surgery. Williams. Robert Williams. So. You know, again, I'm not following peripherally, but I do subscribe to the Boston Globe. Oh, okay. And uh, I really like, I really like writers. You know, yeah. I've always, I've always loved their writers. Yeah, and that was that was a little. Uh, I forget who did it. And that person got carried away. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Now, um, when you when you talk about um, when you talk about like what happened and. Um, coaching and just the Boston culture in general. Casey Jones is still not in the Hall of Fame for coaching. I I, I did a podcast with his son um, maybe a month ago, and we talked about it, and he said his his father probably wouldn't have cared because his father wanted – his father was more focused on winning. He didn't, he didn't care about the accolades, but at the same time, I care about the accolades because he deserves to be in there. What do, what do you think is taking so long for Casey to get in there coaching? Well, first, first of all, it's an absurdity. Yeah, yeah. I when he died, I wrote a whole piece on you know being out is not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, how many times did he get teams to the finals? Yeah. You know, won two championships for Boston, got there with the Bullets as well as the final. And uh, I disagree with KC Jones' son. Yeah. Because I know I used to double date with KC. Oh yeah. The second one. Yeah. So. I heard stuff from him. He was not happy when he was not a head coach. He, he didn't like the fact that, you know, they were overlooking him. Yeah. Um, I, I heard a story recently with Jerry, Jerry Clangio told me that he interviewed him for the son's job mm-hmm. when he when he hired Cotton. So, I mean, he wasn't totally forgotten for sure. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, Celtics hired him. Really didn't like him around. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Became a, I, I love Casey Jones. Yeah. What's what's so crazy, and I've spoken to Colangelo about this as early as previously as as, as at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we had a whole conversation mm-hmm. about this topic. Yeah, and I, I just I just it's just so stupid. Yeah, it, it is. This happened. 
when they had the voting for, they had all of, I don't know how many coaches, 35, mm-hmm. 50 coaches, 30, how many, do you know how many coaches voted for the all coaching team? No, I don't. The list, I, I can't remember either. Whatever it was, it was active coaches and old, retired coaches. Yeah. They voted Casey Jones to the, to the list. Wow. <laughs> so, hold on a second. Yeah. What what does it take for the Hall of Fame to, to wow. wake up and smell the river? Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's sad. I'm in touch with his daughter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we, we moan about it. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've been so outspoken about it. But I, I almost I almost am willing to guarantee, after speaking to Jerry, yeah. that Casey will be in next year. Good. That's good. Because, I, I mean, he didn't have a – a losing record for not one season that he coached in the NBA. He coached in the ABA for one year, right? And then he didn't have not one losing season, at least 500, even when he wasn't coaching Larry. And then I think about the adjustments when I went back and watched those games, the adjustment that he made when he put Dennis Johnson on Magic in Game 4. They, everybody talks about the McHale slam, but that adjustment was it, – it changed the whole complexion. He went so from. I, I, I can play both sides of this. Yeah, you know, I can play both sides. What took him so long to put up? Yeah, yeah, you could, you they could. Got, they got him to guard Andrew Tony yep. and Magic. Yeah, that's what I. So he should have been guarding from from minute one yeah. of the series. Probably. Yeah. So whatever, what whatever. I um, I I don't remember him covering uh, coaching the Celtics without Larry Bird. Yeah. Larry Bird was, Whole time. No. Hey, did he win? Did he, did he have five hundred with the Conquistadors? Yeah, he did. No, no, the Conquistadors. Okay. No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. So, so in the NBA, yeah, I mean, he turned around. The bullets turned around and got to the final yep. with, with with the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I mean, he, he was just such a pleasure to be. Yeah. Around. Yep. Was, you know, Fitch Fitch needed to be fired when he was fired. Yeah. Because everybody. Hated him at that point. Yeah, I always got along great with Bill. I got to tell you, you know, I could take him to task for things. Mm-hmm. For instance, I used to, I used to uh, get on get on him in the paper all the time because mm-hmm. he didn't play any age enough. Yeah, I didn't get it. Yep, and uh, yeah, he was fine with me. Now, if if a Boston writer had done that, <laughs> I know he would have been all over. Him. Yeah, but but we had a we had a great relationship. But anyway, KC was. He, he was. They were ready for somebody low key like him, low profile. Yeah. No bullshit. Yep. Uh, you better do. It. I, Bird gave me a couple instances. I, I I'm not gonna be able to repeat them, but when I interviewed him for the last time, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, five six years ago, he told me two instances where Casey Jones got very angry at the team. Yeah. Or for what for how they were playing. Yeah. The way they were acting, and yep. he he called them out. Yeah. And he let them. You know, let's let's face it. Yeah, Casey Jones was a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, he was. And, you know, so he, he, you know, you weren't gonna mess with him. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then and then he knew and then he knew how to how to handle yeah. people. He knew how to handle Dennis Johnson. Mm-hmm. Dennis Johnson had trouble in Seattle with yeah. Lenny Wilkins yep. after winning a championship. By the way, Lenny's only championship. Yeah, yeah. And then the next year, Lenny labeled him a cancer. Oh, and wow. why? And why? Because he didn't like to practice. Yeah. But he was one of those guys. You know, he was before Iverson. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Bill Russell didn't didn't like to practice and didn't practice yeah. either. Yeah. So okay. if you can produce and you're playing that that amount of minutes, you you really the coach has to be smart about yeah. it. So Kate Jones was smart about Dennis mm-hmm. Johnson when he was in Phoenix under John McLeod. You know, Jerry Colangelo told me, McLeod, he didn't tell me recently, he told me a long time ago, Jerry, mm-hmm. he's the one who demanded Dennis be traded oh, because wow. he he wouldn't practice. Wow. Oh, yeah. Jerry Jerry wasn't about to put that on himself. Yeah. Right on coach. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so, and so um, you know, they were able to get, the Celtics were able to get a great player. Yeah. Um, for Rick Roby. Yeah. Who what? was doing nothing mm-hmm. so you know and then, and then they, again casey jones knew hey he, he he you know bird bird said bird told a story about he 
he didn't, he, he didn't want to practice this day. Yeah. He knew it. Yeah, he was complaining. He was bitching in the locker room. You know, I played, I'm averaging 30-something minutes a game. Yeah. Time. And so Bird went to KC's. You better do something about him. We're not going to have a good practice unless you do something. And KC Jones told him, he said, Dennis, why don't you sit up, you know, sit on the, on the sidelines for the practice today? You know, we're, we're going to do this without you. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. It, it was like the perfect, the perfect way out. Yeah. And yep. Dennis and Bird said Dennis thought he was getting over. Yeah. The wheel, the wheel would get over. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's that's that 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 this is like insight that I I love and I like I wouldn't get this from watching the the media that goes on right now like the like i i heard during your podcast when you talked about like you know the guys like skip bayless and like shannon sharp like those those guys all they do is talk trash and they don't bring any context to the table because half of them weren't there so they just go with what they think happened in conspiracy theories and i hate that well, I don't, I don't know. Even if they were there, I mean, Skip Bayless did cover. We're the same age, basically. Yeah, Skip Bayless was. He's covered the, he, you know, but he's not interested in content. Yeah, he, yep. He's interested in stirring it. Up. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're there for, and that's what that's what you know Stephen A is for. Yeah, it's all yep. there for. Yeah, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get any content or substance or. It's it's all nonsense. I don't I don't listen to any. Yeah, of me neither. Me neither. All right. I, I, but we know what, but we know what they do because because this, you can't you can't miss it. Yeah. Because the you, you know they put it on Twitter mm -hmm. and stuff. And so it's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're they're making a fortune and. Uh, I guess that's it, I guess that's what it's that's that's what it's yeah, for okay. then to make a fortune. Now yeah. you've watched over probably over 60 years of, of basketball excellence. Um, who do you feel is underappreciated? When I think of underappreciated players, I think of Hal Greer, even though he went to the, the Hall of Fame, I, I don't think they talk about him enough. I think about Gus Johnson. I think about Ron Boone, Willie Wise. And even though he was not like a big-time all-star, because, you know, a, a lot of the alcohol and stuff that he was getting into, Gus Gerard. I think of those guys as people who are underappreciated for what they did. Who who do you think of? I don't think of Gus Gerard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gus Gus Gerard. You know, little little known things about little known people. Yeah. We were at the Stokes game in nineteen seventy eight. Okay. I believe seventy eight, maybe seventy seven. Okay. And I'm with and I'm with a woman, and. Uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And uh, she's she's around the front desk, and Gus Gerard's trying to pick her up. Oh, really? And and I said, enough of this shit. I said, I proposed, <laughs> I, I proposed to her at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we, we were married 42 years. We're, we're, we're divorced two years. Yeah. Now, but that, that really happened. I said, I was pissed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I knew who he was. I'm an ABA guy. Yeah. Messing, messing with my girl. Yeah. So, so um, you know, the other guys you all mentioned, I agree. You know, a lot of ABA guys you mentioned. You didn't mention Jimmy Jones, who likes to be called James. Yeah. Jones. I, yep. Um, those those guys, and I've told Jerry Colangelo, he yeah. believes that you know, there enough ABA guys are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I said, Jerry, well, the three you mentioned deserve it. Matt Calvin's another guy. Yeah. I met. I mentioned, you know, you never talk about executives yeah. who, who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, yeah. there are a lot of NBA executives in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. How, how about Mike Storen? Yeah. Who, who basically, you know, got got the uh, the Indiana Pacers championship mm -hmm. built from nothing. Mm -hmm. Then he went to Kentucky, you know, and he and he did the same thing there. Then he became then he became the commissioner of the ABA. Yeah. He's Montana Storm's father. Oh, and, okay. And, and yeah, and he deserves it. Yeah, you know, another guy's Carl Shear. Yeah, he was deputy commissioner of the NBA. Okay, and then and then he ran franchises, you know, in Denver and Charlotte in okay. the ABA, mm -hmm. and then back back in the NBA with Denver. So these guys, they don't even think about them. Yeah, and I told Jerry, I said, Jerry, you need somebody like me around. Yeah, to tell you these things. Before the fact, yeah, yep, not after. Yeah, you yep. get guys on committees 
who are just guessing. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. I said, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if anything happens along yeah. those lines. But, yeah. But I, I think you know, you mentioned Al Greer. Yeah, I mean, but he's a top fifty, yeah. top seventy-five yeah. player. So he's not underrated completely. Yep. yep. Uh, and but but there are an awful lot of guys in those same categories that, that got to those plateaus mm-hmm. that absolutely don't get don't get the publicity or the recognition. You yeah. Know, yeah. Headed. Yep. You know, Rick Barry. Yeah. Uh, many, many guys like that. Yeah. Frazier doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it's a shame. But yeah. again, if you're going to have committees, you know, full of people who never saw it, or you're going to have a vote mm-hmm. where you've got 18 women voting for the top 75 NBA players of all time. Yeah. It's a, it's a joke. Yeah. It's yeah. A joke. Yeah. That should never have happened. Yeah. I, I don't remember anybody, any man being on the committee that, well, maybe there was, but yeah. there certainly weren't a lot. Yeah. To vote the WNBA yeah. all time players. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was, that was just political bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and I, I wrote a column about it. I was pissed off yeah. because there were a lot of guys that got left off because mm-hmm. all they did, all these women did, and a lot of guys, all they did was promote the top 50 to the top 75. Yeah. That's not the it should have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was no guidance. And so because the top 50 all got in, you, you know, you had guys like Luca and Joker yeah. and, and, uh, and and Clay Thompson yeah. and... Uh, and many others that yeah. should have been on the top seventy-five. Dwight Howard. No, Ginobili. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah, yeah. Ginobili's yep. not top seventy-five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really felt bad for Dwight Howard, and I, I don't know him, but like I played up against Dwight Howard in AAU way back in the day, sophomore year. Really? Yeah. Um. So I played up against a lot of the NBA guys in AAU. Um. We competed a lot. Um. I'm 36, so I'm around the same age as Dwight. Um. But. I felt bad for Dwight because he he was a defensive monster and not not really a great offensive player. But, you know, think about all the all-stars and it's like they don't focus on defense uh, in the Hall of Fame because... No, no, no. Let me stop you. Okay. They absolutely do because otherwise Ben Wallace would not... Be oh, yeah, that's true. Fan. That's true. And, and so I, I think he should not be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Uh, I definitely do. I think he's unworthy. Yeah. But... And, and Dwight is not a guy that I would vote for. But yeah. I think more, not not as, I think what hurts him more than anything is he's become a clown. Yeah, okay. And, and so I think people have a hard time, you know, looking at his statistics and looking at the clown image that yeah. he has on the court. Yeah. And all that stuff he pulls and, the way, you know, the way he looks. So I think image image hurt him more yeah. than anything. Yep. Do I think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame eventually? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But I, but I won't vote for him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Um, do you think uh, was there any series that you covered that stands out in your mind that you think people should watch? I because this is one thing that I want to know because I I go back and watch series all the time. I've never watched the game after I've gone and covered it oh really i certainly never watched the series okay okay but then you know there there was some you know it was series when i was younger that to me don't get the recognition or applause that Mm -hmm. they should yeah when the bullets and nicks went at each other oh okay you know three or four years yeah oh my god a tremendous rivalry you mentioned johnson who fabulous player yeah you know very, very tough uh, absolutely underrated, but you know you had matchups, and, and, and you know like Johnson against the Busher and Frazier against Monroe. Yeah, and uh, Marin and Bradley. Yeah, you know uh, who else was that? Lockery and uh, Lockery and who? Dick Barnett. Oh, okay. You know, it was. I mean, it, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I love those series. Mm-hmm. You know, finally, finally. Uh, the bullets were able to knock off the Knicks, yeah. which sticks in my mind to this day. Yeah. But then they, it was so beat up by the time Freddie Carter, who started on that team, told me that we were so beat up after beating the Knicks that we we couldn't we couldn't even compete against Milwaukee. Yeah, they, 
Gorky blitz them. Yeah, yeah. But I, I that, see, those are things that I, I do things stand out about. Yeah. The last shot of the game, you know, to, I'm not sure if it was to win it or to tie it. Okay. Bradley, Bradley took a jump shot and unsell, you know, six, seven, whatever yep. he was. Six, mm-hmm. Came out and got his fingers on it. Oh, wow. It. And uh, Freddie Carter tells the story about before that play, Gene Chu was the coach. Oh, yes. And, and a lot of people say he was a great coach. Yeah. And a lot of people say not so much. Yeah. Bobby Dandridge says he was the best coach he ever had. Oh, wow. Whatever. So, so uh, he, Freddie Carter told me that in the huddle before that, Gene didn't didn't tell them anything really. All he did was look up look up to the sky and said, "God, can I please win once?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but, a... you know those are the things that if I had that little nugget when I was writing, yeah. I didn't even, I, I don't I didn't cover that series. I I think I was just there as an spectator. Yeah, but yeah. That I have, I have a question for you. Actually, um, one of somebody that I know asked me to ask you this. Now, when Doctor J went to, was it Rucker Park? When he went to Rucker Park, were you coaching him that year that he blew up, or did you coach him the year after he blew up? No, we came together. Oh wow! I okay, had, I had I had covered him at UMass. Okay, a couple stories about him. They played in the NIT. Mm-hmm. Against Marquette, the images. Yep. So when he came out after junior year, I had a good friend, Dave Brownbill, okay. uh, who played at Hofstra. He's from Long Island. He, I went to Hofstra, so I knew him from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he uh, called Doc and asked, wasn't Doc? He called Julius and asked yeah. if he wanted to play in the Rucker. And so they came same day I did the first day. Yeah. I've told the story, you know, a million times, but he, you know, there we were sitting on a bench and, uh, you know, maybe a half hour from tip off. Yeah. And I, had a, I had a really good team. Yeah. And uh, he said, how much am I going to get paid? And I said, Julius, as far as I know, nobody gets paid. <laughs> and he said, all right, well, let me think about it. So him and Dave took a walk around the park. They came back and he said, let's go. And he played. He played for me four years. Oh, uh, wow. We won two championships. Okay. And yeah, he blew up that summer. Yeah. And then, then he went to rookie camp with the Virginia Squires yep. in the ABA. So you know, we became very tight off of that. We're still, mm-hmm. we're still pretty tight. Yeah. Pretty tight to this day. And um, yeah, those were great. Then I came back for two more years in the Rucker in mm-hmm. the early eight. That was that was seventy one. Okay. And uh, so he played all four years. I and then we, then they went indoors to CCNY. And okay. I really thought it had lost its flavor. Yeah. I stopped. Came back when it went outdoors again mm-hmm. in the early eighties. I had Louis Orr. Oh, okay. And, and uh, Pat Cummings and Sam Wortham was my star. And I uh, had a couple guys from DePaul. Okay. And uh, had, had a really good team. Yeah. We won twice. We won twice. Oh, wow. and then I, and I packed it in. Yeah, that's now the the rumor has it that you could play a little bit. Yeah, you know I, I could play. Yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't put myself in uh, except during garbage time. Yeah, really. except, except except when um, guys didn't show up. Yeah, had a game inside. I've told this story many times. Game inside. Yeah, because it rained and Julius showed up and we had like four or five pros. I remember Manny Leak showed up, mm-hmm. Joe Dupree, okay, and me and me and my assistant coach, a guy named Butch Butch Purcell, yeah, passed away a couple of years ago. Okay, God God bless Butch. Uh, he he's the one that got me my team actually. He's oh really? He, he got me in, and and <clears> so <throat> we had to play that game. We had to play like a half a game each, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to guard a romantic goal. Okay, and. And uh, Earl, Earl and I had a good relationship, real good. Mm-hmm. And I and I just kept talking to him. I said, Earl, whatever you do, don't dunk. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't dunk. And I, I, I had a decent game, but what stands out more than anything in that game is the second greatest thing that ever happened to me on the court. Okay. 
uh, I was on the break with Julius, and I looked off somebody, and I gave him a, I gave him a pass, and he he dunked it. Yeah, as if I dunked it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, I had no gas. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. I did. <laughs> oh my goodness. So he had like sixty eight in that game, mm-hmm. something like that, and we lost. Yeah, lost by a couple of points. They had Manigault. They had this guy Cliff Anderson who played for the Lakers. Yeah, they had a few Globe Trotters. You know, we and we, you know, it was me and Butch. You know, we <laughs> yeah, we we competed as well as we could, but not 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 against guys like that. And yeah. then the first, the, the best, the best was when. I played in a game at Cutcher's, the Stokes game. They let me play. I was the only writer that ever played. Mm-hmm. And I got in great shape. I think it was like 85. Whatever whatever year Maravich ended up dying was that summer. He, okay. He, this was the last organized game he played in. Th- uh, okay. Okay. All right. And I, and I was on I was on his team. Okay. And I, I was on team with Oscar. Oh, wow. <laughs> That was the starters. So yeah. Oscar, Oscar and Maravich, and I was pissed off. How come I don't know? Yeah. So, so anyway, during the game, during the game, you know, many stories with this. So, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was Dolph Shays was the coach. Okay. Whatever. And he, he puts me in for Oscar. Mm-hmm. And Oscar refuses to come out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. He said, he said, there is no fucking way that I'm going to be replaced by a writer. That ain't happening. So, so, uh, so Satch Sanders was the assistant coach, and he had to go on the court and put his arms around, an arm around Oscar's shoulder. Yeah. And he'd say, Oscar, come on. It's an exhibition. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Man. Yep. All right. So that leads that leads to my best my best memory ever. It's like we're on the, I'm on the break with Pistol, mm-hmm. and uh, he gives me the round the back pass, mm-hmm. and I make the lefty layup. Oh wow! And I'm, right, and I'm righty. So, and then he and then he said as we're coming up court, he says he used to call me Pistol. I swear, he said, "Hey Pistol, don't ever say I didn't give you anything." Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's the. Uh... That this had I missed had, had I missed that layup. I played really well that game. Yeah. Had I had I missed that layup, I I, I think I never would have played again. <laughs> or, do you think he would have still passed it to you again? No. No. <laughs> no. It was it was great. It was great. Chazzy Russell played that game. Oh, okay. Okay. Locker, yeah. There were a couple games I played up there. I played I played with Koozie. Yeah. You know, I played played with uh Bobby Wanzer, okay, old time guys. Yeah, it was so great. Any times did you play with Super John Williamson? I never did play with. Okay, okay, never did. I covered him, covered him from the day he showed up in Nets camp. Yeah, Um, was he as eccentric as they they say he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He named himself Super John. (laughs) You know what? He did. He did a good job. Yeah. he, he was a great player, mm-hmm. and, and uh, so here we are at rookie camp. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Lockery's first year as coach, he replaced Luke Secker. Okay, and it came down to the last cut, and the last cut was between John and a guy named George Bruns. Okay, who played at Manhattan and uh, was a terrific player. Played yeah, for me in the rocker. Okay, about five ten, skinny run the team, shoot the hell out of the ball. Yep. He had them play one-on-one for the last spot. Oh, wow. So unfair. Yeah. So unfair. Because because John couldn't stop George. Yeah. But George couldn't stop John. John yeah. Just take him aside. Yeah. And so, you know, I was pissed off about that. Yeah. You know, you know John Williamson. Yeah. But... But uh, about nine games into that season, uh, maybe long. No, they had a nine-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. I think they were like three and thirteen or something like that. Yeah. And, and then Lockery decides to put Williamson in the starting lineup, and he takes out, I think John Roach or Melchioni. Oh, so now okay. The, now, the, now the backcourt is Brian Taylor and John Williamson. They proceed to win a championship. Oh wow! Wow. I mean, John. 
John took no shit. Yeah. Again, you remember things forever. Yeah. In that first game was against the Spurs. Oh, okay. In San Antonio. All right. Now Williamson's starting. And during the game early on, a guy named Rich Jones, 6'8", headhunter, Mm -hmm. tough guy. Yep. He hits John in the back of the head with an elbow. Oh, wow. And okay. And a little bit later, John retaliates and hits him in the back of the head with an elbow. <laughs> so you knew, you knew he was not, this is, this guy was fearless. Yeah. Not to and be they trifled won that with. Game, and they, I think they went out and won nine in a row and stuff, but they won the championship. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I, again, I remember in the locker room, him telling me, I said, man, you just, you just level, you know, you really went after a guy that's tough. Yeah. He said, hey, man, what goes around comes, comes around. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I never, I had never heard that expression yeah. until that night. Yeah, yeah. Melchione, that's that's Lee's grandfather, right? The one who played at Duke? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was thinking. Still around. Yeah. Still around. Talking to him all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's living in Florida. And, oh. uh, you know, he played on, Billy played on the uh, 67 Sixers championship team. Ah, yes. He was a rookie on that team, and so was Billy Cunningham. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I take it back. I think Cunningham was the second year. Okay. Matty Gukas, Matty Gukas was a rookie on that team. I'm, I might have it mixed up. But yeah. Billy was yeah. a rookie. And because I interviewed him recently for a, a piece I wrote for the Hall of Fame program on Larry, on Larry Costello. Okay. Larry started, he started on that team. Oh, okay. And then he tore his Achilles, and Wally Jones wound up starting the rest of the year. Uh, but but Billy Billy had some great stories about Costello, about everybody. Yeah. But one of the best things he told me was he said Wilt, he said Wilt that year did not show up for camp. He had a contract problem. Mm-hmm. But he said it, it was very very strategic. Yeah. He said he didn't want to, he did, he knew how tough Larry Costello was. Yeah. You know. And and Alex Hannum was the coach. Mm-hmm. He knew how tough camp was going to be, and he showed up like for the second exhibition game. <laughs> <he came through. laughs> and he also said, he said, uh, Wilt Wilt was the only guy in the team that had a room by himself. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I said, but I told him, I said, Bill Belly, not for long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You anyway, you wow, brought up you uh, brought up um, Matt Gukas, and that's actually a question that I had on here. What was what is your relationship with what was your relationship with guys like Steve Snapper Jones and Matt Gukas? Well, look, Steve Steve's an ABA guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. So so we were we were good. We, we were very good when he played. Yeah. Once we once we were colleagues at NBC, for some reason we weren't that tight. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure. You know, he worked with Walton; they were tight. Yeah, uh, I worked in the studio. We, you know, we were friendly, but not not tight. Yeah, when he was with ABA, we would go out to eat. Oh, okay. Uh, who was the other one? Matty Gukas. Matt Gukas. Yeah, so Matty. Yeah, so Matty. Uh, you know, we're tight. We're tight now. Yeah. We're touch. In touch. He's in Florida. Yeah. Um, but not not so much. Not so much when he played. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Played. Not at all. When he played. Yeah. When he was an announcer, you know, again, I was looked at sideways by a lot of people. Because yeah. Of stuff, because of stuff I was saying on the air. Yeah. Matty was a, you know, a real uh, company guy. Yeah. Not only not only for NBC but for his team. So when I would say stuff about his people I just told a story the other day is that um, in fact I told it to Pat Williams who I interviewed for a podcast okay. by the way and, okay. and his two part series starting tomorrow oh okay alright but I, I told Pat that I'll tell it now is that uh, I, I I broke the story that uh, that Brian Hill was, was going to get fired oh the yeah team had, team had had a a meeting the previous night of a yep. game Mm-hmm. And I had a cold, 
Yeah. You know, I got it. I got it from a good source, and then I got it confirmed. Yeah. So I knew I had it, but my boss uh, Dick Ebersole didn't want to go with it before the game. Yeah. And Gukas and Marv Albert were doing this. Orlando. I don't even know who else played. Yeah. So they were doing the game, and then he said, "No, let's not disrupt the game. We'll do it as soon as the game is over. We'll come to you. You tell everybody what you got, and then we'll take it from there." And I did, and Matty Gukas was saying, "Not a chance. This is not true." Yeah. No way. Yeah. I, he said, "I coach. I coach this team. Brian's one of my best friends. I know everybody. You know, this could not happen yeah. without me knowing." Yeah. I said, "Matty, I'm not going to argue with you on the air." Yeah. I, but I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Yeah. And Marv is Marv is taking his side. Yeah. You know, so I was on the spot many yep. times. Yeah. Stuff like that, and I got killed for about two days by every newspaper man in the in the, com- in the yeah. country because he wasn't fired. They had another game in Philly. He coached that game and went back to Orlando and got fired. Yeah. So those those two or three days in between, I was taking a lot. Of yeah. Shit. Yep. And and I only only one writer ever apologized to mm-hmm. the guy in Philly who had a column there. He he sent me a nice note. Oh, okay. But. Everybody else, you know, it's like, you know, but then they forget you even had it. Yeah. He yep. It. Yep. Like, 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 I, I don't know who did the uh, uh, the documentary on the Orlando Magic, mm-hmm. but how can you do a documentary on the Orlando Magic and not interview me? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, it, it's just, it's either it's jealousy, yeah, stupidity, yeah. incompetence, all three. I broke that story. Yeah. That's a huge story. And plus, I was around Orlando. Man, I was down there all the time. Yeah. I had stories. I, had un- I still have unbelievable stories yeah. involving Shaq and Penny. Yep. And, you know, Pat Williams, he gets into that. He, he's he got a lot to say about Penny and Shaq. Really? Controversial. Oh, okay. Okay. Let him say it. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, go Pat. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he was the guy that started Orlando. Yeah. He came from Philly and started the franchise. That was yep. him. Yep. And then was so so involved in everything. What did he win? Three coin flips. Yeah. You know, he got he got uh, Shaq, Penny, and, and Weber. And then he traded Weber yeah. for Penny. Yeah. He told that whole story. I'm telling you, his stories are phenomenal. Yeah. I can't wait. I'll, I'll be tuned in. Wait to do hear his story. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. That, that, but that, again, those documentary, those documentary people, they're, they're, what, what a bunch of losers. Yeah. They're just going to tell it. They're going to tell it the way they want to tell it. Yeah. Fine. But I did so, see. I did see in the legacy thing that I this is it. I didn't even know about the whole James Worthy thing um, with um, I think it was Aguirre and Donaldson. I don't remember the other player. I think it was James Donaldson. It wasn't. No. Is it Tarpy? Tarpy? Roy Tarpley? Tarpley. Okay. Okay. That so. I when I heard that I was like whoa I had no clue about that but then as I was reading because you know I, when I was like all right I'm interviewing Peter Vesey I better be on my 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 shit I gotta have my p's and q's so I was reading something and David Stern was saying you know part of the reason why some people didn't like Peter is because Peter knew information before some of the owners knew information. <laughs> And I laughed. Where did he say that? I I think it was like in the in the the vault. This article, the vault. I'll have to send it to you. But I was reading it, and I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds that sounds about accurate. Because when James Worthy like came on, and he was like, I had no clue about this, and like, you know what I mean? It's just you do, you're a good you're good at your job, so you find out stuff before a lot of people. That and was, that was that was very controversial. Yeah, that whole that day that day I I'd written it in the post, and yeah. then John Andres was doing the uh, doing interviews, and he asked me if I would be interviewed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I went over the story, but yeah. it did not happen. The trade didn't happen. But that to me is it it, it, it it's a demonstration of or, or an illustration of what I did. Yeah, I, I, if I said it was going to happen, I said Brian knew it was going to get. Fired. Yeah, yep. And I just said about the team meeting. Mm-hmm. I said that's a, that's that's definite. Yeah. I said if I go on there and say, hey, this is a trade being talked about 
and I named the players, and I did on the paper, and I did on the air. Yeah. yeah this is being talked about. Did I say it was definitely not? No. No, no. But just give some insight into, you know, these writers who yeah. like, shit, they didn't know anything. Yeah. They, they don't know anything, but they're going to come after me yeah. for what I wrote. Mm-hmm. But you don't know it. Yeah. Okay, wrong. Okay, yeah. Nice. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's 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 usually how it goes. That's usually how it goes. I I had a couple. I had a couple. Do you believe in the greatest player of all time? Do you believe in that argument of the greatest player of all time? Do you have someone who you think is the greatest? Well, I, again, I say every program uh, that I do, I'll give you a name, and then the next program, I'll give another name. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I've, I've had I've had Kareem there. I've had yeah. Wilt. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had uh, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bird is my favorite player. Yeah. Of all time. Bird was but, incredible. Yeah. So uh, you know, no, I. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, yep. But, but Russell did win nine out of eleven. Yeah. You know, and, yep. And um, you know, Kareem did win. You know, five or six. Yeah. Whatever, yep. Five or six MVPs. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, and, and what and what he did in college, mm-hmm. you know, on the past, but greatest player in college history. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a, take your pick. You yeah, know, yeah. Who's, you know, you can argue for what reason, you know. Yeah. What, what do you prove? No. Yeah, true, very true. Now, yeah. I, that 94 season, I wanted to ask you one more thing about that 94 season. Um, the, the year that, the Bulls ended up with going to seven with the New York Knicks. Now, the, you don't deal in like hypotheticals or opinions, but the facts of opinions. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, hypotheticals. That's what I mean. But like the facts of the year, right? Where everybody talks about, you know, the Bulls got screwed because of that call in game five by, I, I can't remember who it was. Was it Hugh Hollins or one of the officials that made yeah, the call? Here. Yeah, so, but no one talks about how Derek Harper was probably the reason why they even went seven because he got suspended in games uh, four and five and then ejected in game three. When Derek Harper got traded to the New York Knicks, they never lost to the Bulls for that rest of that season. I think four or five games they played, and they never lost. Then they start the playoffs, and then they well, don't they lose. Wait a minute. They didn't have Michael. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But, like, the people were talking about, well, you know, if it wasn't for that call, then they would have won the series. And I don't believe it. Do you think that they would have won the series? First of all, you're reminding me of stuff that I'd forgotten. Yeah. I I'm a big fan of Harper as yeah. a player. Yeah. You know, he, 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 Kenny Smith was, you know, trembling whenever Harper yeah, was starting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you know. They used to call it the hard hand check. The, Marv Albert said it. He goes, Kenny Smith would love for the hand checking rule to be out because Harper was a master of the hard hand check. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Harper, Harper was tough, man. So I, I liked him a lot. I, I forgot he got suspended. I really yeah. did. In that in that series, I you know I'll, I'll be I, I tell you I was rooting for the Bulls to win the championship without Jordan. Really? I really? Yeah, I was. I want to see want to see Pippen do his thing. Yeah, he was the guy. Yeah. And then I, I still you know to this day I don't know I don't understand why uh, Phil Jackson gave the lad that shot to Cool Coach. Yeah. Coach had only played like 18 minutes in that game. Yeah, Pippen, Pippen, they were there because of Pippen. Yeah, everything he did. The game was tied, I believe. Was it tied? Uh, yeah, it was tied. It was 100 okay. to 100. Okay, so you don't think he deserved it? Yeah, I, mean, I stuck. I stuck up for him. Yeah, and my ex-wife. Now my ex-wife, she said at the time, she said, you know, you're the only person in the world would stick up for him. And the reason is that you're just like him. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. You wouldn't have taken, you wouldn't have committed. I said, well, I don't know about that. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I understood why he was pissed off to yeah. this day. Yeah. And I don't, I have heard, and I don't know, that something happened before that. Yeah. Between him and Phil. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
hopefully before you know I'm dead, I'll find that. Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, I was rooting for him. Yeah, I thought it would have a great story for the for, for them to get into the finals. Yeah, I think, I think they would have beaten Houston. Really? I do. Yeah. Wow. Team. Yeah, that's that. Wow, that's something. I I don't know. I mean, you know, I I remember I put something up um, uh, years ago in social media where I said, you know, do you think the '94 Bulls would have been able? They people think they would have been able to win the championship. And Mario Ellie had commented under and says, "No, absolutely not. They wouldn't have beat the Houston Rockets." Uh-huh. That's, that Ellie, Ellie's got an opinion. Also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. A good, good man, Mario. Um, yeah. So, so look, the Knicks, the Knicks had Houston down. Yeah. Three going back yeah. to Houston. Yep. Game six. Game six. I remember I did I did the halftime. And yeah. I I uh, um, scolded Pat Riley for not using his bench. Yeah. And um, and he continued not to use yeah. his bench. Yeah. And they got tired. He didn't use black men, yeah. You know, in Game Seven when Starks mm-hmm. is, you know, misfiring all over. The yeah, place. but that's 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 one of the reasons I I so respect Riley to yeah. this day. Mm-hmm. He admitted he made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. There are very few very few people who admit they made a mistake. Yeah. First of all, what does it gain them? Yeah. Yep. yep. But but he did admit he made a mistake. Yeah. And Blackman Blackman's pissed off about that for, for a long long time yeah he yeah you know i, I believe it i would be i would be upset too because even just two years prior to that blackman was still very serviceable like i was watching old games and i was like blackman was very tough like could score like i i didn't know he had multiple 40 point playoff games until i went back and watched and i was just in awe so, like, when that trade happened, when they got Blackman, I was like, oh, this could be the thing that puts him over the top. And then he didn't really right. play that much. So, it was right. it was tough. He was, pressure. he was a pressure player, yeah. too. He, mm-hmm. not, he did not let the situation bother him at all. Great yeah. free throw shooter. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 So. My last question for you. One right. last one. MJ as a player. What are your thoughts on MJ as a player? Unbeatable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, what what could I say that everyone else hasn't said about yeah. him? I followed him from the day he showed up in the yeah. NBA yeah. until the day he left, and um, enjoyed the hell out of watching him. You yeah. Know? Just never really amazed me because everything he did was amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just, uh, whether it was passing or defending or uh, obviously, you know, making, making, you know, crucial baskets, uh, you know, that's why, that's why he's right there as, you know, one of the, you know, top three, four players of all. Time. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Well, first, I don't know if I answered your question because I, you know, again. No, you, 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 you pretty much did. You pretty much did. Yeah. You said he was amazing. And that, I mean. Yeah, he, that's that's he was, all. He, would, uh, he was his heir. Yeah. His heir. Yeah. His yeah. <laughs> now I listen to your pod Hoop Du Jour all the time because I, I like I said I want to pick your brain and as I said I don't do the things that some of these guys do like I was really upset I I I I kind of bashed JJ Redick on a couple of my pods because I didn't like how he disrespected the history of the game by calling the guys that Bob Cousy played plumbers and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like, you don't understand that in 20 years, people are going to say, Oh, the NBA was filled with podcasters. You know, that like, that's, that's what they're going to do. Like that's it. You, you have to go back and actually respect and watch the game. And that's what I try to do. So I hope I did you a good service by actually giving you a good podcast with content and asking you good things because I don't like to do all that ridiculous stuff. No, great, great interview. I appreciate it. You got a lot out of me. Thank you. I'm I'm glad I got a lot out of you. (laughs) This is stuff that I can write home about and talk to, talk to my kids about like, Hey, you don't know who Peter Vesey is? Look him up. I actually had an interview with Peter (laughs) Vesey. Right. Look up, look up uh, eight tracks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
seventy eight seventy eight records. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am hoping that one day later on that I can possibly get you back on so I can pick your brain some more if that's okay with you. We'll talk about it. Okay. I, I generally only do one a Okay. Time, All right. That's fine. That's fine. We'll talk about it. That's if fine. I'm in, if I'm in Boston at a game uh, and you're there, you see me. Please, please come over. Okay. So I, I live near live near enough to Boston that I, I probably will go to some games. Oh really? Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. So are you are you in this area? No, I'm in Saratoga Springs. Oh okay. Okay. All right. Not today. Yeah. That's where I live. Oh okay. That's that's perfect. So I, I will definitely. So, I, I shoot over to Boston and I stop to see Bob Cousy on the way in Worcester. Oh wow! Oh, all right, all right. No, I'm <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh, you know, hey, a, a fun fact for you before we get going. I actually coached uh, Steve Pagliuca's uh, son Nick at Milton Academy. So yeah, so um, he was. Are you still coaching? I did. I do. I coach uh, Hingham girls basketball. Right now, um, I coached at Milton Academy for four years. I coached, um, but again, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate all the insight. And um, this has been another edition of One in a Million with Roland Million. I thank you, Peter Vesey, for joining us. It was great insight, and I don't think I'll ever have a high like this again. You had your moment where you had your orgasm. I think I just had mine. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Take care. Stay healthy. All right. You too.